Welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement, an audio podcast about investing in the stock market, financial planning, money management, and retirement planning. Each Wednesday, we help investors at all stages of life learn how to potentially grow and preserve their money from first job through retirement. Now here's your host, Miguel Gonzalez. Good morning and welcome to Corpberg Speaks Retirement Audio Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to briefly recap the year 2020. So here is the year-end brief. The global pandemic disrupted economies, financial markets, and daily life in 2020. Households and businesses were put to the test during the toughest and grimiest years in decades. The winter brought a resolution to the U.S.-China tariff dispute, the Brexit referendum, and the first U.S. appearance of the coronavirus. As spring started, abrupt stay-at-home orders in response to COVID-19 curtailed business activity, which dampened consumer spending. The federal government responded, arranging stimulus payments for millions of Americans. Wall Street bounced back from its March downturn, but the economy limped along. The pandemic entered its worst phase in fall, but two highly promising vaccines were announced in November, and as winter started, they began to roll out to the public. On the cusp of 2021, Congress approved the second national economic stimulus, and the European Union and the United Kingdom signed off on a post-Brexit trade deal. There are many unanswered questions as we enter 2021. Will mass vaccination help as quickly as we anticipate? Will a successful vaccination program lead to more hiring, more travel, more in-store shopping, and more confidence? The financial markets will be watching progress on this effort. Uh, A little bit about the U.S. economy. The pandemic sent the U.S. economy into abnormal phase. And so our fundamental economic indicators displayed atypical readings. The Department of Labor's main jobless rate, 3.5% in February, hit 14.7% in April. Headline unemployment declined for the next seven months to 6.7% by November. The U6 unemployment rate, measuring unemployment and underemployment, peaked at 22.8% in April. As people stayed home, consumer spending trended lower, falling 6.9% in March and 12.6% in April. The federal government moved to boost economic activity. As March ended, a $2 trillion economic stimulus bill became law, featuring cash payments to households, temporary increases in federal unemployment benefits, and small business administration program pledging to offer distressed company funds equivalent to eight weeks of payroll costs. The aid began rolling out in April, and in May, the White House unveiled Operation Warp Speed, a public-private partnership intended to produce COVID-19 vaccines in record time. Two vaccines were approved by the Food and Drug Administration by the fall. The Federal Reserve took the benchmark federal funds interest rate down to a target range of 0.2.25% and revived emergency loan programs first introduced in 2008. It collaborated with the Department of Treasury on efforts to buy corporate bonds and encourage business loans. In a monetary policy shift, the central bank said in August that it would accept average inflation of 2% for the near term and was willing to tolerate a little more inflation in the economy while pursuing the goal of full employment. As stay-at-home orders lifted, the economy rebounded. Gross domestic product, which the Bureau of Economic Analysis said had contracted 31.4% in the second quarter, grew 33.4% in the third quarter. The Bureau of Economic Analysis also reported a 41% 
third quarter climb for consumer spending. Stay-at-home orders returned in the fourth quarter, however, prompting another federal economic stimulus in December. The housing market stays strong. By November, existing home sales were up 25.8% year-over-year, according to the National Association of Realtors. Census Bureau data showed a 20.8% annualized improvement for new home buying. The U.S.-China tariff dispute eased throughout the year. In January 2020 trade talks, the U.S. promised to lessen import taxes on China goods, and China agreed to buy more American exports. A little bit about the global economy during 2020. The Internal Monetary Fund expects the world economy will contract 4.4% in 2020. If that estimate holds, 2020 will be the worst year for global growth since the 1930s. The U.S. economy shrank 4.3% in 2020, according to Internal Monetary Fund's forecast. That is better than the 8.3% setback estimated for the Eurozone. The IMF projects that China's economy grew 1.9% last year. As for 2021, it sees GDP advances of 8.2% for China, 5.2% for the Eurozone, and 3.1% for the U.S. The European Union and the United Kingdom agreed to a post-Brexit trade deal on December 24th of last year. This completed the Brexit process, which began with the 2016 Leave vote and included the UK's formal formal exit from the EU last January. Business and financial firms based in the UK now face new trade rules and costs, even with the new pact in place. Looking at stock benchmarks around the world, there were many ups and downs. South Korea's Kospi Composite stood out with a negative or with a positive 30.75% gain. Argentina's Melva climbed 22.93% positive, and Taiwan's index increased by 22.8%. Two other notable 2020 advances was Japan's Nikkei 225, added 16.01% last year, and China's Shanghai Composite rose by 13.87% last year. There were also some notable retreats or declines. Indonesia's IDX Composite lost 5.09%. 5.09%. France's CAC CAC, uh, lost 7.14%. And Russia's RTS stock market lost 10.42%. And Spain's IBEX lost 15.45%. The MSCI EFA index, a broad benchmark tracking developed economies, stock market performance in Europe and Asia rose 5.43%. My final thoughts on 2020. As we join all Americans in happily drawing the curtain on 2020, though it was a challenging and tragic year for so many of us, there are good reasons to believe that 2021 will be a year of progress in returning to our pre-pandemic normal. We wish you and your family a healthy and happy new year. Make sure to visit our website, www.courtburgretirement.com. Our site is filled with educational videos, ebooks, publications, and financial calculators designed to help you learn more about your finances. As you search our site, send us a note regarding any questions you may have about any particular investment concepts or products. We will get back to you as quickly as possible with a thoughtful answer. This is Miguel Gonzalez, Retirement Specialist and Managing Partner with Corporate Retirement Advisors, signing off for this week's educational update. The opinions expressed and material provided are for general information 
and should not be considered a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Opinions expressed are subject to change without notice and are not intended as investment advice or a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. Please consult your financial professional before making any investment decision. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group LLC, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group LLC and Corporate Retirement Advisors Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Investing involves risk, including possible loss of principal.